my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Full House Friday, everybody! Today I am presenting to you the third and final episode in the <laughs> Dating Disaster series. And I will explain in a minute why there is just going to be three episodes, not four. The fourth one was supposed to be a surprise, but I'll let you know in a minute once I get through with talking about the dating game. Yes, this is the... 13th episode from season 6. The dating game aired January 5th, 1993. Both Joey and Stephanie try to turn friendly dinners into romantic first dates. Yeah, that sounds like an epic fail times too. Jo <laughs> Josh takes Stephanie out for pizza. I thought she invited him. We'll get to it. And Joey <laughs> invites his boss, Allison, to the house for dinner. I'm going to tell you this. Don't date people at work. Just it it's just not it worked out for me fine, but I I honestly wouldn't recommend it because there's just crazy drama of your coworkers, just all that crazy nonsense. So, this episode has a 6.9 out of 10 based on 211 ratings. Let's see what we got for guest stars. We have David Lauren as Josh and Martha Quinn as Allison. So let's see if old David Lauren's done anything other than that. Than Full House. He has done, he's done a handful of things. Let's go back all the way to his early days. Uh, first acting credit would have been Full House. 2007, he played in some horror film that I, I, I can't even pronounce it. He it looks like he's all about the movie short, the little shorts. Eye of the Beholder, September 12th, the TV show Without a Trace in 2008, Sorority Forever. He was 19 episodes on that. Is Matthew the Mentalist? He was a junior lawyer, Harper's Globe, 12 episodes as a character named Peck. So just a bunch of here. Oh, he was in an episode of the show House. Also, the event, private practice, uh, some other uh, adult-themed something or others. <laughs> so yes, that is the uh, ins and outs of the acting career of David Lauren. And of course, Martha Quinn. She was in quite... Oh, she played herself in Blossom. Okay. Cool. Let's see. Uh, Martha Quinn and Parker Lewis can't lose. Okay, so she... Oh! Oh! Oh, I know! Okay! Yes! She played Emily in Problem Child 2. So she was one of... Uh... <laughs> she was one of the dates of uh, John Ritter's character, Ben. Who, um, 
Oh my god, I am so covering these movies for the podcast, uh, looking back on my Wonder Years podcast. I love Problem Child and Problem Child 2. The third one, TV movie, was utter garbage. I will flat out tell you that right now. Um, she played a woman who was dating John Reader's character, Ben, and she apparently was incompetent about her chest size because she felt the need to pad herself with... Kleenex, tissue paper, something. <clears throat> and Junior, of course, John Ritter's son in the movie, did not want his dad going on dates. So, he rigs up the <laughs> doorbell and then he, like, soaks the doormat. So when she hits that doorbell button and she's on that sopping wet doormat, she basically gets electrocuted. And you see when he opens the door, her hair is just like, like, total Bride of Frankenstein. You see the burned tissue papers coming out of the top of her dress. And it's just like, oh my god. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I thought, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, now I know who she played. Yep, yep, exactly. Which honestly is, when, what? Problem Child 2, I think that was 91, so it was, this episode was two years after that. Okay. Gotcha. Alright. And we get the return of Vicky. Oh, Vicky, I love her. I love her. Directed by Joel's Wick this episode. Writer's Jeff Franklin. And one day my phone is, oh, I can't wait till I get internet in this room. Uh, Jerry Winnick. Also a writer on this episode. Okay, cool, cool. So, we got no trivia. We do have goops. After Stephanie puts on her lip gloss, she continues to hold it in front of her. When it cuts to the shot of Josh looking at Steve shrugging, the position of her arms has changed. When Joey splatters salad all over Allison, several small bits land in her hair that disappear in the next shot. Well, you know that he usually had to do one scene more than... They gotta do it more than once and all that stuff. Someone flubs a line. Something doesn't go right. Yeah. So, alright. Let's see if there's any user reviews. Is there? Okay, we got one user review giving this a 6 out of 10. Oh, well, they didn't really care too much for this episode. Just by the title, it says, Another Filler. This is from April 14th of 2021 and says, Warning, spoilers. I can't wait till I'm done reviewing the filler episodes. (laughs) This one is Stephanie thinking she's going on a date when the dude she's with thinks they're just going with a group of friends and she pulls them away from their friends. The way they executed this episode was just not good, in my opinion. It's awkward and not that funny. Just an eh episode that I don't got that much to say about. Okay, well, thank you, Fried Toast, though, too, for your honest opinion. (laughs) I gotta apologize first for, I know I have not been reading the DVD's descriptions in the past couple episodes. I apologize. But I want to get back to that. Okay, so, usually with these DVD descriptions of the episode, they can be yay or they can be nay. Let's see how this one goes. Pepperoni, mushrooms, and a side of romance. 
Stephanie wonders if going out for pizza with Josh will lead to something more. Sweetie, he's what, 10, 11 years old? It's not going to lead to anything more than just having pizza. Well, she is much girl. You, it seems like girls tend to mature a little bit faster than boys, especially when it comes to romantic feelings towards a boy where boys usually don't hit that level. They might, maybe they do now. Maybe they do now. And in 2022 at age 11, I don't know. I haven't been a preteen in a very long time and I was never a boy preteen either. So I can't tell. I'm just vouching for myself. But, yeah, boys are not ready for girls at that age. Mentally, definitely not. Physically, definitely not. No, 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 no. They're all about the fart. Are kids today still about the fart jokes and the butt jokes and the other, you know, those kind of jokes and all that stuff? I don't know. I, I yeah, so. <laughs> Let me tell you from working at the movie theater and seeing all these preteens and teenagers, they're a bunch of goofy kids with the same old crude, you know, preteen teen humor. Burping, farting, you know, the sort, yeah. So if, if Steph is looking for a love connection, and the thing is with that, this is the only other um, mention that we get that she's even still playing baseball. We I had no idea. I thought she you know, hung up her baseball glove after, you know, Brett Brett. And I will say, Josh, he's all right, but he's no Brett Brett. Remember Brett from Stephanie Plays the Field? Oh, Sean Fox. He replaced the boy who played Rocky in Three Ninjas. He he actually pl played Rocky in Three Ninjas. Kick back. Actually, now that I think about it, I think the kid, the youngest who played Tum Tum that actor, actually both actors who played Rocky and Tum Tum in the first movie were not in the second movie. They were replaced. But they came back for Three Ninjas Knuckle Up. Max Slade, of course, who played Colt, was in the... All three. He was in all three of them. And then they replaced all three of them for the Three Ninjas at high at Mega Mountain or Mountain some I don't know. I didn't want to see it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, no more. No more, please. <laughs> Again, Three Ninjas is another one. I definitely just, all these 90s kids movies I grew up with. Just, I definitely, I'm covering them on the podcast. So, yeah. Okay, so before I get into the nuts and bolts of what I usually do, you know, new listeners, just letting you know what's up and where you can find the podcast on social media, you know, all that stuff. Um, take a drink, sip here. Mm. Okay. Oh, if you didn't know, Diet Coke turns 40. E.T. the movie turns 40 this year. Bucky's, the travel station area, turns 40. I turn 40. It's so crazy. My favorite beverage and I, we're turning 40 this year. It's crazy. Okay, so on to the news about, actually, it's not called My Funny Valentine. It's called Joey's Funny Valentine from Season 8. Now, I did say I was going to include it as a, you know, special surprise fourth episode. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be doing Jesse, Jesse's Ladies. I'm going to probably be doing that maybe, you know, next January for the Jesse month. But I'm like, you know what? There are a few episodes with Joey and some ladies. We got um, season 
two. Hold on a second. Yeah, we got season two's Blast from the Past. And then we also have, I believe it's from season three. We have Joey and Stacy and oh yeah, Jesse. And then we have, you know, season eight, Joey's Funny Valentine. So I think we're going to do that little triple feature either this year or next year. But I'm like, you know what? That would fit in. Sometimes I'll do that. I'm like, you know, this would fit better with this series. So, you know, it just it gives you something to look forward to. Plus, I can get a jump on Danny's Career Ladder series for March. Which is in honor of Bob Saget. So I'll be covering Knock Yourself Out from Season 1. Our very first promo from Season 1. And from Season 3. The Season 3 finale. Our very first promo. So look for that in March. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank here. I don't have my calendar in this room. It's in, my, in the other area. Uh, also in April for the third anniversary of the podcast. I can't believe I've been doing this for three years. It's amazing. I can't believe I've been podcasting for five years. This year, this month, will mark five years since I started podcasting, kicking things off with the Punky Brewster podcast. Oh my gosh. I didn't even, at the time, I couldn't even fathom five years in the future. I really, really couldn't. So... For the three-year anniversary of the podcast, I am finally, after three years, covering the series episodes. So I'm doing Just Say You No Way from Season 3. I'm doing Shape Up from Season 4. Silence Is Not Golden from Season 6. Under the Influence from Season 8. And I figured, since it is a serious episode, Season 8's Stephanie's Wild Ride. Because, spoiler alert, if you don't know... Gia gets into a car accident. When she's hanging, they're hanging out. Stephanie and Gia, they're hanging out with older boys. They met at the mall. They're in high school. Stephanie and Gia are in like 7th or 8th grade. It's a bad mix. Teenage boys who look like the live versions of Beavis and Butthead behind the wheel of a car that have no sense. And that it's just a dangerous combination. Not just for the girls, but for anyone else on the road that has to share the road with these two goons. I'm telling you, it's nuts. I mean, if I were Gia's mom, I'd be suing those kids. I would be suing their parents, in fact. For endangering. You know, endangering. You know, Gia's mom. You know, endangering Gia. Yeah. So, alright. Next up. Letting you, theater, listener, I'm sorry, it's like 8.30 at night here, I've been working all day. <laughs> okay, so, to let you Tanner newbies who are just jumping on the Tanner train on the Full House podcast for the very first time, there are some social medias for the podcast. Facebook has its own Facebook page, just type in Full House or Fuller House Podcast. I'm getting podcast voice already. I have barely even begun. <laughs> yeah. The All My Land to Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. Follow it. Like it. Because as you know, I do not do episodes. Or letting you know, I don't do episodes in order of air date or episode by episode or season by season. I do them in series, double features, triple features, however. So... Yeah. Also, 
Instagram, O-M-H-C-F-H-F-H podcast. No, actually, it's O-M-H-C Full House, Fuller House podcast. Excuse me. And then on Twitter, O-M-H-C Full House. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while or just started tuning in and you enjoy the podcast and you want to support it, if you'd like to go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, search Full House, Fuller House, the All My Lancha Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. Scroll down to where it says leave a review and leave a review. You know, every five-star review hosted podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. Another thing about this podcast is this is a ears of all ages podcast, which means it's a clean podcast you can listen to on speaker in public. You can listen to it in the car with the kids. I wanted to create a podcast where you could reminisce with your full house memories and with your kids as well. Also, if you have HBO Max, you're able to go and watch Full House. And if you have Netflix, you can watch Fuller House. So, yeah. The best of both worlds. Or if you're like me and you're a big, big fan, you have been since you were a child, you've already gone out and bought the DVDs because the Fuller House Complete Series just came out on DVD, I believe, in December or was it November? One of them. And, of course, Full House is a complete series on DVD as well. I actually did a giveaway for both of those over the last three years. So, All right. If you want to send an email to the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Let's jump into the dating game. All right, before we can officially get to the episode, though, we get the adorable cold open, which is set in the kitchen. It's got Nikki and Alex as toddlers. It's got Michelle, and it's got Aunt Becky. The boys have little matching brooms. They're like kid size, you know, for like, oh, I want a green, just like that, mommy, or whatever. And <laughs> Michelle calls them super sweepers. And ugh, I'm sorry, but those kids, I'm surprised one of them didn't accidentally hit the other one, like, in the back of the head, jab him in the diaper, <laughs> wielding those things. Oh my goodness, someone's getting hurt. Yeah, Michelle says, look, Aunt Becky, they turned into... Super sweepers, and Becky says, Well, Michelle, that's because you're a super teacher. Yeah, I don't know what stuff they have on the floor, Cheerio dust or whatever, but it's like they're not hitting any of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, you might want to get that floor cleaned up before Danny gets home because you know that he ain't gonna, he is not gonna be happy with that. That mess on that floor. The twin in the green shirt just jabbed the twin in the blue shirt <laughs> with the bristles of that broom right in the back of the butt. Like, eh. Like, okay, kids. Time to take those brooms away before they actually do real damage to each other. All right. Time for lesson two. Clean my room. Okay, I think Michelle, and this is early on because it's only the cold open, is getting my worst outfit of the episode award. She's in the running, let's just say that. Because you know how I feel about turtlenecks. But she's wearing a fuchsia pink turtleneck with multicolored little tiny hearts grouped together. And then, of course, a matching bow 
on her head that looks like you would put on a present, like a little uh, a little bow thing. Like, ugh, no thank you. So, Becky has the boys follow Michelle up to her room, and Michelle turns in the doorway and says, I love not being the youngest. Really? I thought she relished that for years. She sat on the throne of being the youngest kid. Yeah, I think it's more of a, I like not being told what to do and instead being the one that tells the younger ones what to do. Yeah, that was a creative uh, cold open. It was cute. And Becky, look, they turned into super sweepers. Well, Michelle, that's because you're a super teacher. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Time for lesson two, cleaning my room. Don't they do that later right, guys, she turns them into her Michelle, I'll be up servant. there in a minute. I love not being the youngest. <laughs> oh, Becky is putting plastic bottles in the plastic container for recycling. And Danny comes down the stairs into the kitchen and says, it's time to baste my boot. And Becky's like, ugh. You know, I think I'll pass on dinner, Danny. He's like, relax. It's my turkey boot. It's a pastry boot. So it's like a, it's, yeah, it's like a chicken pot pie or turkey pot pie, in this case, shaped like a boot. Just a lot more crust and a lot more filling. This makes me nervous because it's, when he pulls it out of the oven, it's sitting upright. And it does look like it is, in fact, weighted down. But it just, the idea that it could just as easily topple over at any moment makes me apprehensive. Like, that is filled with filling. It's going to go all over the floor. You know how Danny feels about messes. About this. Yeah, he's going on and on about the turkey boot, calling it, you know, isn't this a just a sight isn't it beautiful it's a masterpiece it's magnificent it's a work of art he says it's just like diced turkey and vegetables and a nice pastry shell and danny goes on and says you know i actually cooked this for vicky on our first date and becky says hun they say romance is dead i gotta ask y'all what did you think of Becky's hair in season six with the, it's the reddish tint? I don't know why. I mean, I thought it was okay, but it's just, I mean, I'm not saying, hey, let's go back to season two Becky with the nice, you know, honey wheat colored hair. Or, like, isn't it like season seven or eight where it's like dark brown bordering on black? Like, ugh. But I just, I don't know. I guess I'm just not a really a fan of the uh kind of the amber colored hair or auburn i guess you could say and okay so stephanie comes in with josh it's like hey dad you remember josh right and he says yeah you uh So he bats left, throws right, and never spits. So I'm guessing, like, Danny doesn't coach Stephanie's Little League anymore because he's like, oh, yeah, I remember you. Like, he hasn't seen him in a while. So, yeah, Kimmy and Steve are sitting around the table. DJ's got 
a carton of milk. She says, hey, if you guys ever want to lift again, make sure to wash your sweats. Or check your sweats. Because it was smelling really funky and rank from the back seat. And of course, no, it's not Josh and Stephanie's fault. It's Kimmy's. Because I'm trying to... I swear it must have been season five or five or six when they started with Kimmy's feet being this topic of grotesqueness and just overall dead skunk, just n nasty smelling garbage, just a combination of that and dirty diapers and just, you know, that's apparently what Kimmy's feet are just that bad. It's like, sweetie, you need to see a foot doctor or somebody. I mean, Steve's not a foot doctor yet, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Stephanie says, don't blame us. Gibbler took her shoes off. Why? I mean, it's not, I mean, was it a lengthy car ride? I mean, if, if I'm going somewhere for like an hour or so, yeah, I'll, I'll take my shoes off. But then, you know, it's like, then you got to put them back on before you get out and, you know, go anywhere. And Kimmy just says, oh, well, I guess it's time to rotate the old odor eaters. And she's taking herself again with the shit. What in the world? Girl, I know, I know, it's Kimmy. I gotta say, I like the fact that she's wearing a lime green shirt that matches her, or more like her lime green socks match her lime green t-shirt. Everyone is just like, oh, God. And Danny says, Kimmy, please, think about the ozone. So she puts her shoes back on. Okay. Josh is the one that asked Stephanie, like, hey, Steph, want to go with me for pizza? I mean, it's going to be me and the rest of the team. Since Danny's standing right there, Stephanie asked Danny, like, hey, Dad, is that all right? And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. I like how he rubs her shoulder. Like, yeah, have fun, sweetie. I mean, he's not at all thinking, like, oh, this 11-year-old boy wants to ask. You know, it was just an honest, like, hey, I'm going with the team. You're part of the team. Do you want to come with? We can all hang. And no inclination in, in, in the way that he asked did it ever sound like any form of a date. He didn't sound nervous. He's not using this as a, like, hey, it's a group hang, but I really want to hang with you, so let's hang with a group. None of that. It's just a, hey, I'm going out for pizza with the team. A bunch of us are getting together. And I was also thinking about this the other day, is Stephanie's clearly, I mean, she's probably still rocking that Tanner Twister curveball, so she's got to be the pride and joy of that team. But I'm thinking... Are there other boys on that team that probably give her a hard time because she's a girl and she's playing a sport? I mean, we don't know. I mean, I'm sure Rusty isn't on the team anymore since he and Vicky, he and Vicky, <laughs> since Danny and uh, Cindy broke up in season four. So it's been a couple years. What's Rusty up to? What's he doing? Where is Brett Brett? What's he doing with his life? I'm curious. I don't know what's going on. They went to the same school. I guess it's just like a hey. Because you saw at the end of that episode, they were, you know, just hanging, watching the sports channel. Never saw them again. And I don't know why, 
But Josh here just looks younger in a way, more childlike than what Brett looked like. I mean, yeah, they're all children, but Josh just looks younger than Stephanie by at least a year or more. I don't know. I could just be pulling this out of the ether. <laughs> so, Stephanie asks, like, hey, Josh, so your parents want to pick up or drop off? Drop off or pick up? He's like, actually, they can't do either. So he made this invitation with no idea. I get it. He's a kid. He made this invitation with no idea. How am I going to get there? Who's going to drop me off? Who's going to pick me up and take me home? Who knows? So Stephanie turns to, to Danny, who's dad. How about you? Can you do... Maybe he's like, well, honey, I, I would love to do this, but, um, you know, Vicky's coming over, you know, she's in Chicago now. We only get to see each other, each other twice a month. It's turkey and a boot night. Can't turn down turkey and a boot night. How many, I swear we could do a count of how many times he said turkey and a boot, at least two or three times already, just in these first few minutes of the episode. <laughs> So, yeah, Dana's like, oh, I gotta get dressed. I think I'm gonna go and <laughs> pick a tie that has a lot of green in it to kind of offset the color of the peas. Oh, I don't know. I would not be in, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like pot pies every once in a while, but usually sometimes like, hey, we can have, you know, pot pies for dinner. Then when that night rolls around, I'm like, you know, I want something else. <laughs> it's like, it just feels like. It could be filling, but it's always like, it always feels like to me like a pot pie is like the last option when you've run out of other options of dinners to make. Like, well, I mean, I could make a good sized dinner or, well, we have these pot pies in the freezer that will take an hour. How about that? Yeah, it's one of those, you can't think of anything else or you didn't get your groceries. Like, I have these two pot pies in the back of the freezer. How about these? Yeah. So Danny kind of throw this on to Deej. Like, hey, Deej, you think you can help your sister out? That'd be great. Thank you. Bye. I'm going to go get dressed. And apparently Steve and Deej are already going out for pizza. I'm thinking, well, uh, I mean, well, what are the coincidences? So are the kids. Take them with. Because he's like, hey, you know, we're going out for pizza anyway. We could bring them along. What do you think about that? Deej, I love her line. She says, I'd rather drill my own teeth. Yeah. Speaking of teeth, um, I went to the dentist just, you know, cleaning. Um, and it, it was really, everything checked out. Everything checked out. No cavities, thank the Lord. That was my fear. Because <laughs> ever since I got hooked on those nerd gummies, it's like, and milk duds and, you know, raisinette combination. I just, uh I, I thought my mouth, well, then again, you know, x-ray comes, you know, later on at my neck. So we'll see. We'll see. So far, so good. Let's, uh, fingers crossed. But anyway, the uh, dental hygienist said, you know, one of my bottom teeth looked like it was kind of chipped on the, the bottom. Well, at first she said, one of your teeth looked chipped. And I'm like, well, oh, it's probably this one here on the top. That is kind of divided and it kind of looks like it is. She's like, no, it's the one on the bottom. I'm like, oh. And I said, well, how could that have happened? And the dentist who comes in and looks says, well, 
You could have been like chewing on something, like bite down on something too hard, or it could be from grinding your teeth. And I'm thinking in the back of my mind, like I don't remember eating anything that hard that is going to mess with my teeth. But, and I don't think I grind my teeth, but then again, I don't know what I do in my sleep um, with my mouth. So, the only thing I can guess is I think maybe sometimes, like, maybe when I'm stressed or agitated, I think maybe I clench my teeth. But then again, how does that chip? I don't know. I don't know. Really weird. I mean, I am turning 40 this year, but I mean, that doesn't mean my teeth are going to turn to mush on me. So anyway, let's get back to this episode and away from teeth. And of course, Steve, while saying, hey, we're going out for pizza, he's chomping on a donut. It's Steve. He's a wrestler. He needs that food. He needs it in his body to turn it into fuel to defeat his opponents in the wrestling ring or the gymnasium or wherever his wrestling matches take place. And I like how Stephanie's like, come on, Deej, give me a break. It's like, this is the first time got your kids, like, ask me out, kind of, sort of. Like, I don't ask you for everything. Come on, when's the last time I asked you for anything? And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor, DJ's being put, in a, put in, in a corner here, I swear. So, Steve looks like is rocking that jacket. He's not wearing the Bayview jacket anymore, the uh, blue with the orange leather sleeves. He's wearing the cream white sleeves, and it's got like a baseball on You know the, the jacket that he saw at the mall with, that was Mondo expensive? Don't ask us what it was, because we don't know. DJ got it for him as a way to bribe him to stay and not go to Daytona Beach University. You know the Christmas episode of Very Tanner Christmas? Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's a done deal. Josh like, great. See you at 7. Bye. I'll be here. Bye. Hi, Dad. Hey, sweetheart. Hey. Dad, you know Josh? Oh, yeah, I remember you. He bats left, throws right, never spits. I like that in a baseball player. <laughs> hey, if you guys ever want another lift, you might want to wash those sweats. It smelled kind of funky in the back seat. Don't blame us. Gibbler took her shoes off. <laughs> I guess it's time to rotate the old odor eaters. Keep your shoes on, Kimmy. Kimmy, please, think about the ozone. Think about other people in general. Hey, Steph, want to go with me for pizza tonight? Bunch of team's going to be there. Dad, is it okay? Uh, sure. You have fun, honey. So, Josh, your parents want to drop off or pick up? Actually, they can't do either. Dad, how about you? Well, you know, I, I'd love to, but I can't. Dickie's coming over for dinner. It's, uh, it's turkey and a boot night. <laughs> in fact, I gotta go get dressed. You know what? I think I'm gonna put a tie on that has a lot of green in it to pick up the actual color of the peas. We don't care. Inside Katie. the turkey and the boot. We DJ, do you think maybe you could uh, drive your sister, Steph? Thank you. Sweetie. You know, Deej, we're going out for pizza tonight, too. You want to bring them along? I'd rather drill my own teeth. <laughs> Please, Deej, give me a break. Okay, okay, we'll give you a ride. Thanks. Great, I'll be here at 7. Bye. 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 Okay, so I'm looking at Steve's jacket. It says Midnight Sun League. So I found on eBay, it says Last Surviving Avrex X Midnight Sun League Inuit Leather Varsity Jacket 2XL. It says that, and guys, this thing is beyond 
rough, I mean, just really rough looking. Looks like someone ran over it with a car several times and, like, rubbed it in the dirty grass. Um, it says it's $350, $12.60 for shipping. I would not pay five cents for something that looks that rough looking. I would not. I, I mean, I don't care if it's leather. It just looks really, I mean, I look at Steve's jacket that he's wearing. It's nice. It's new. It was probably very prevalent back then when this episode aired, but, uh. <laughs> that can stay the last surviving jacket on eBay. I would never buy that in that condition. I mean, and I gotta say, just some of the stuff that you see, it's like in rough condition, some of these things, and it's just like, what people ask is like, just because it's, I mean, it depends on how bad you want it. If you want something that's got some scuff marks, but it's you can't find it anywhere else, and you're willing to pay that price, I mean, that's up to you and everything, but I wouldn't. So Steve says, hey, look, I got to get home in time for dinner. And TJ says, well, Steve, we're going out to eat, remember? He's like, yeah, but I got to warm up as he takes another jet, uh, another donut for the road. We only saw him with that one donut prior to knows how many he has scarfed down when we weren't seeing him at the table there. Yeah, he's got two donuts for the road. You know, the one he can eat on the way to the walk to his vehicle, and the other one he can eat while he's driving on the way home. Okay, so Kimmy is the one that throws this right into the ring with the word date. Like, oh, so, looks like you got yourself a date. And Stephanie at first says, no, it's not a date, it's just me and Josh and, and the team going out for pizza. It's not a date. And Kimmy says, look, this isn't your dad you're talking to, okay? I know a invite for a date when I hear one. Did any of you in that clip that I played hear any inkling in Josh's voice that that could in any way have been insinuated as a date? I know I didn't. And he adds, not that I've heard one lately. Well, if everyone were in that school knew about Kimmy's feet, which they probably do, um, they probably do, you know, find Kimmy a little much, maybe a little awkward, too awkward for them. And yeah, it probably is kind of, you know, Kimmy, I think your best bet would be to find someone that doesn't go to the school you go to, maybe go to the mall, hang out, see if you see other kids that don't go to your school. I don't know. Where's Bitterman? I mean, I know that, uh, he would probably be in her mind last case, worst case scenario type of date, but I mean, I'm sure he's willing. We don't know. He would, you know, he was all season four, like, oh, and the thing is in season four, I haven't gotten to the good or girls just want to have fun episode, but let me say Bitterman was rocking a nice Letterman tight jacket. He really, really was. His hair was cut. He didn't have that long ponytail hanging down his back of his neck. Yeah, and Stephanie says, look, I do not have a date. And then she even kind of thinks to herself, questioning, do I? And DJ gets out of her seat and she says, I don't know, Steph, let's, let's look at the facts here. He's a guy, you're a girl, it's Friday night, there's eating involved. And DJ says, it looks like my little sister has her very first date. 
they are putting that in Steph's head. This is the same DJ that contributes to Michelle wanting to marry Steve by playing up this whole thing. Oh, looks like true love to me. As he gives her a little a twisty tie ring and it's just, just playing into... So, you know, I mean, now that they're putting this into Steph's head, of course she's going to be stressed out and then starting to think it is a date. Stephanie stands up, oh my gosh, my very first date. What do I say? What do I do? What do I wear? Well, I'd say ditch the uh, gray sweatshirt and slacks that you're wearing that you played baseball in would probably be the first go. Then as Stephanie's like, oh my gosh, I'm starting to sweat. You're not supposed to let them see you sweat. And she runs upstairs with her baseball glove. Well, you got yourself a date. This is not a date. Josh and I are just going out for pizza. Hey, this isn't your dad you're talking to. I know an invite for a date when I hear one. Do you? Not that I've heard one lately. <laughs> I do not have a date. Do I? I don't know, Steph. Let's look at the facts. He's a guy, you're a girl, it's Friday night, there's eating involved. Looks like my little sister has a first date. My first date? Oh my gosh, what do I say? What do I do? What do I wear? I'm starting to sweat. You're not supposed to let him see a sweat. All right, now we're gonna move to the radio station where Joey and Jesse are rush hour renegades. So Jesse and Joey are doing a bit with Bullwinkle, Olive Oil, and Popeye. Where apparently Bullwinkle is going out with Olive Oil and then Popeye comes in and is like, what are you doing with my girlfriend or what wife or whatever she is to him? I don't know. It's kind of kooky. Jesse's doing sound effects on the keyboard there, calling it the cartoons of our lives. Today, on the cartoons of our lives, Bullwinkle has a secret rendezvous with the woman of his dreams. Oh, Bullwinkle, you big moose. You really know how to sweet talk a girl. Oh, sorry, Olive. I didn't see you standing there behind that broomstick. Will Bullwinkle and Olive Oil find true love? Or will Popeye say, Hey, you furry forest freak. Stay away from me, girl. Before I make a hat rack out of you. Find out tomorrow on the continuing saga of the cartoons of our lives. So Jesse kind of goes off script with this ad. Phil's fashion barn. As he says, hey, you fabulous babes, if Phil can't fit you, lose some weight. That is very offensive and very sexist, and I can see why Allison comes in and says, you need to stick to the script that is written for you. If you can't do that, it's like, yeah, he says, yeah, Allison tells him, like, first you call them babes, and then you're telling them to lose some weight. It's like, that, yeah, that, oh my goodness, would they be, we learn that Joey has a bit of a crush on his, their boss, Allison. I mean, he's knocking over a stack of 8-track tapes or cartridges or whatever they're supposed to be. 
he's looking like, oh, how do I look? And he's looking into a spoon. Like, oh my gosh, I'm hideous. And then he turns it around, like, oh, okay, that's better. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and Jesse's like, every time she comes around, you're acting like Dumbo on rollerblades. That would be adorable to see. I would love to see Dumbo on rollerblades. You know, of course Joey would like to ask her out, but, you know, she's his boss. And he, he's like, well, she knows how much I make. It's like, I don't think it's a matter of that. I, uh, I, I would not recommend dating your co-workers, dating your boss. Stuff like that is very, very messy. And drama central. And Jesse says, hey, Joey, go for it. I mean, she's cute. She's smart. She's funny. And Jesse says, ask her out. Be a guy. So Joey decides he's going to go for it. And then he knocks, when he throws his arms out, he knocks over another stack of cartridges. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll be right back, right after this spot from Phil's Fashion Barn. And hey, you fabulous babes out there, if Phil can't fit you, lose some weight. Jess, Jess, there's Allison. How do I look? Oh, my face is huge! <laughs> oh, that's better. I like that. Oh, I'm a mess. What's the matter with you? Every time this Allison comes around, you start bumping into things like uh, Dumbo on rollerblades. Jess, I I'm a nervous wreck around her. I'd like to ask her out, but she's my boss. She knows how much I make. <laughs> Joey, go for it. She's cute. She's smart. She's funny. Ask her out. Be a guy. You're absolutely right, Jess. I'll do it. <laughs> but very, very carefully. So, Jesse tells the listeners, like, all right. Next up, 20 in a row, but we're going to have some commercials. And he tells them which songs, in between which songs, there'll be commercials. He says commercials after songs 5, 7, 12, and 19. So that's nice that that means, like, twelve through songs 12 through 18, there's not going to be any interruptions. And he says, hey, we all got to make a living somehow. <laughs> Up next, 20 in a row with a few commercials after song 5, 7, 12, and 19. Hey, we got to make a living somehow. Joey, he just, his clumsiness over with, in this whole thing with Allison, it's just, it's childlike goofy. I mean, the door opens into their little office area or whatever you want to call it, and he immediately trips over the door for Joey what is your deal man we've seen Joey with other girls before he's never acted clums like a clumsy oaf I'm, but I think maybe it's just the fact that he, he you know he likes her and it's his boss Joey just plays off <laughs> I'm fine it's just a bit I'm working on for the show and Jesse says yeah Nothing funnier on the radio than a great sight gag. Like, <laughs> Allison comes in, and of course she's got some gripes about the Phil's Fashion Barn segment. Yeah. 
Yeah, he says, yeah, it was pretty cool, huh? I winged it a little. I'm like, no, you went off script into an offensive area that you shouldn't have went into. Yeah, uh, Allison says, it's a little insensitive to our female listeners to refer to them as babes. And then tell them to lose some weight. And Jesse kind of plays it off like, well, I, I was joking around. I mean, I did call them fabulous. I'd be like, no, you need to stick to the script. No ad-libbing, all right? No riffing. And Allison tells Jesse, leave your attitude out of it and read the copy as written. It's like, don't, yeah, don't try to throw in your own little critique, your little uh, insights, your own personal opinion into like you're reading an ad that is what you're given by the company i'm sure they don't want any backlash or they're gonna say well we don't want our ads read on your radio show we'll take our business to another radio station first of all jesse the fact that he gets up out of his chair folds his arms across his chest and says what attitude would that be first of all buddy that kind of attitude that you're taking with her, you could, she could easily just say, you know what, you're done. Bye. Like, what I'm telling you is what you're going to do. And if you're not going to follow instructions as they're done, then, and you're going to have an attitude about that, then you, we don't need you here, basically. I mean, he really is walking a fine line, even if he's been there longer than Allison. And, the thing is, she is the manager. She can easily just, with a snap of her finger, just say, well, you're done. You don't work here anymore. We don't have time to deal with your attitude. And Allison is making a smidge assumption here on Jesse, though. She's like, well, your attitude towards women. I know how you are. Cal, Allison's kind of, she's getting a little judge here. Like, that. The rock and roll, the motorcycle. It's like, lady, he is also a husband and a father to children. Granted, that doesn't excuse how he was reading that ad. But now she's getting judgy on him based on, oh, you're in rock and roll and you drive a motorcycle. So, you, you, you uh, like, she immediately, she's pegging him. Just like, oh, she probably assumes, like, oh, guys, I ride motorcycles and wear black leather jackets and play rock and roll music are just offensive with women and just rude and crude. It's like, you can't stereotype somebody like that. You don't know anything about Jesse and his life. So, yeah. Joey, of course, isn't helping because he's actually on Allison's side. He's, like, right behind her. He's like, oh, you forgot the tattoo. And Jesse's like, shut up, Joey. Or no, Jesse says, shut up, Joey. Like, you're not helping the situation. Both Allison oh, and Jesse, both their arms are crossed. It's like, this is not how you want to <laughs> handle this situation. You're both irritated with the other person at their behavior. Yeah, so he, he's pretty much like, oh, I see what's going on here. You think I'm some type of male chauvinist macho jerk. And Allison's like, hey, let's put a pin in this argument slash conversation here at dinner tonight. All right, I'll see you there. Bye. And, of course, as soon as she leaves, Jesse's like, I'm not going to dinner. What What is this? Joey invited Allison over for dinner. 
No way did he say that that was a date. A, a person can ask another person of an op the opposite sex out to dinner without it being a date. They honestly can. <laughs> I'm fine. That's just a, a bit I'm working on for the show. <laughs> yeah, nothing funnier on the radio than a good sight gag, yeah. <laughs> Jess, about that fashion barn spot. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I, you know, I uh, winged her a little at the yeah. end there. Yeah, that's what I want to talk to you about. It's a little insensitive to refer to our female listeners as babes and then tell them to lose some weight. Well, also, I, was, I was just joking around. I mean, uh, I did call them fabulous. Jess, can you just leave your attitude out of it and read the copy as written? And uh, what attitude would that be? The one you're giving right attitude now. Attitude towards women. <laughs> I know how you are. Come on, the rock and roll, the motorcycle. Forgot the tattoo. Stop, Joey. <laughs> Actually, what's going on here, Alice? You, you think I'm some kind of male chauvinist macho jerk, don't you? Okay, look, we can pick this up at dinner. I'll see you guys tonight. Okay. <laughs> Bye. So as soon as Allison leaves, Jesse's like, I'm going to dinner with you too. And Joey says, well, I invited her over for dinner. And Jesse said, to our house? What? And says, you know, I'm not going to eat with her. I mean, she thinks I'm a macho jerk. And Joey's like, Jess, please do this for me, okay? I really like Allison. And you guys, I mean... You guys will get along. You're just not connecting right now. Like, she needs to see you in your element. You know, at home with, you know, Becky and the boys and everything. And she'll see that you're a warm, caring, devoted, you know, family man, basically. And then Jesse's like, well, I'll, fine, then I'll, I'll, I'll nurse a puppy, sick puppy back to health. And while I'm watching Beauty and the Beast, I'll cry my eyes out. Yeah, Joey tells him... Tonight at dinner, prove what a warm, caring, sensitive man you are. There you go. You got, what do you mean you got? I'm not going to dinner with you. Well, I invited her over for dinner. To our house? Yeah, I gotta eat with it. She thinks I'm a macho jerk. Oh, come on, Jess. I really like Allison. You, you guys will get along. You just, you're just not connecting right now. Well, what am I supposed to do? Well, tonight at dinner, show her what a warm, perfectly caring, sensitive man you are. Oh, great. After dinner, I'll nurse a poor little puppy back to health while watching Beauty and the Beast, and I'll cry my little eyes out. <laughs> Perfect. All right, so we're in DJ's room. Oh, gosh, I love her room. I just love the lavender and peach just color scheme or color theme of her room. So DJ's on the little uh, footstool ottoman thing at the end of her bed. She's filing her nails. Kimmy's painting her nails. And here comes Stephanie rolling in with the <laughs> teen magazine. She says, I just bought the new teen week. I'm trying to remember. I, I yeah, I think I was. I was, I might have been 12 going on 13. I remember I was going into seventh grade. And 
before that I was getting these soap opera magazines and my dad and grandma were worried like oh you shouldn't be watching that stuff you're too into Erica Kane and all my children and the soap opera and it's just it, so I asked my dad one day when we were getting groceries like hey dad can I get this magazine and I think I yeah I remember my first magazine teen magazine I got was a teen beat magazine and it had an article on, I think it was Free Willy 2, the movie. Yeah. And my dad's like, yeah, that's fine, as long as it's not a soap opera magazine. So that was the beginning. I think I went over to my aunt's house. I don't know why I brought the magazine with me, but I ended up losing the magazine. I don't know how. <laughs> and anyway, that was the start of it. <clears throat> you know, yeah, let me eat popcorn at 11 in the morning. Anyway, <laughs> I was in Sixteen Magazine, Teen Beat, Bop, BB. I actually got a subscription to BB Magazine, which is the sister magazine to Bop Magazine. Would just seem like BB Magazine usually every once in a while would have mainly just it f not as many articles, but mainly just filled with pictures. Of course, that's when I started collecting pictures. Of Devin Sawa from Little Giant. I almost said Little Rascals. No, Little Giants, the movie. I just I fell in love with Devin Sawa, Casper. Now and then, you know. I mean, oh my goodness, Wild America, JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and Devin Sawa were like the biggest in the magazines. There would be either a centerfold or a poster. It would have one of each. Luckily, I mean, I thought. You know, JTT was okay, but I wasn't, he wasn't on my wall. He might have been towards the very end of his run on Home Improvement, but I think I was just jumping on the bandwagon to be on the JTT bandwagon. I didn't, wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't like putting my whole, like, oh, I just, I'm putting JTT up there on my wall just for funsies. But then Leonardo DiCaprio came around in 97 with Romeo and Juliet. And then Titanic came out, and I'm just like, oh! And then Man in the Iron Mask, and then the Beach movie came out. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, Leo! I was, oh my gosh, check out the Leo Mania seven-part segment on YouTube. It is so funny just how they had this little teen bopper documentary. It was just really cool. Anyway, the magazine that Stephanie's holding, she says it's the new Teen Week, and it looks like something from, like, Teen People or Seventeen magazine. And she's all about, like, taking quizzes, listening to this first date article. Like, she's clearly looking to it for tips on how to have the most amazing first date. I gotta say, if you go into your first date with expectations about what you want to happen, I'm gonna tell you right now, you're gonna be very disappointed. Because usually nothing, when it comes to a first date, is ever gonna go exactly as you planned. Three easy steps to make your first date, first date unforgettable. And Kimmy describes, I guess, what her first date was. Chinese food, a movie, and a ride in a police car. Who would she date? Who did she go out on a date? I want to learn about this guy that she went out with. Who? Who? Was it Bitterman? Was it Bitterman? No, probably wasn't him. 
wondered how she wound up in the back of a police car. How, what did you do? What happened, Kimmy? What kind of trouble did you get into, girl? Come on. Who was the guy? I want to know. Was it one of the the leads? Was it, was it one of the guys from the Funky Tongues? Remember Pete? I haven't covered that episode for the podcast yet. That's going to be in my good girls like bad boys or whatever. Something to that effect. Um, uh, yeah. I, just, I want... I love... No, I'm not about the lime green shirt she's wearing. She's actually, Kimmy's wearing, it's not a t-shirt, it's a v-neck shirt with a pale carnation pink or white pink turtleneck. It's very, those two colors just, they don't, but I think the pink goes with the, are those flamingo earrings that Kimmy's wearing? Because those are wild. Those are wild. Yeah, and of course, DJ uh, just is like, uh-huh. And I love how Stephanie raises an eyebrow in question, and she's like, okay. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Dress to accentuate your best features. Huh, well, Stephanie doesn't really have a chest, so that is out. Not that I'm saying she needs to accentuate her earth. Whatever her, you know, don't need to do that. Just, um... I'd say focus, yeah, on the, fa I'm not a beautician, I don't know this stuff, I'm not into fashion, so don't ask me any questions, but, um, definitely the face, the eyes, she's got beautiful, beautiful eyes, so, yeah. And Kimmy says, oh, so you'll be wearing a mask. I love how Stephanie just goes right into this, like, with Kimmy throwing an insult at her. She's like, oh, yeah, um, can I borrow that one? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love their digs at each other. I really, really do. Now I gotta ask, okay, whose, like, insult-throwing relationship do you like more? Kimmy and Stephanie, Michelle and Gia, or Fernando and Max from Fuller House? Honestly, oh god, I can't decide. I mean, honestly, if I had to choose, definitely Kimmy and Stephanie as top runner, and then Max and Fernando, and then Gia and Michelle would be like on the bottom. But uh, I mean, Max, oh my gosh, he gets some zingers in there with Fernando, but you know, he really is like, Yeah, I know, I throw digs at Fernando, but I, I like him, he's a cool guy. Oh, and <laughs> Stephanie adds, oh, I'm sorry, it's your face. Step two, compliment your date on his appearance. So, Kimmy asks, what if your date has pit stains and smells like a hamper? Kimmy, sweetie, where are you picking up these guys? Because I really need to know. I'm very concerned. It sounds like she is honestly degrading herself by dating the lowest form of life forms on the planet. And that is very sad. You deserve better, Kimmy. You deserve better, Kimmy. Zing! <laughs> Stephanie gets another zinger in there. I don't know, Kimmy. What do your dates say to you? Oh. It's got this look on her face like she's actually thinking about this question. Of course, 
first DJ, the one with the boyfriend and the experiences. See that magazine. Step number three, concentrate on romance because if you don't, he won't. As DJ continues reading, she says, follow these three steps and your unforgettable date will end with an unforgettable first kiss. And she just kind of rolls her eyes like, does anybody really believe this garbage? And both Kimmy and Stephanie are just like, oh yeah, they bought that hook, line, and sinker. They are like, oh yeah, without a doubt. Deej, I'm saved. I just bought the new Teen Week. Three easy steps to make your first date unforgettable. Mine sure was. Chinese food, a movie, and my first ride in a police car. What date was that? Okay. <laughs> Step number one. Dress to accentuate your best features. So you'll be wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, can I borrow that one? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's your face. Step two. Compliment your date on his appearance. But what do you say if your date has pit stains and smells like a hamper? I don't know, Kimmy. What do your dates say to you? <laughs> Let me see that. Step number three. Concentrate on romance, because if you don't, he won't. Follow these three steps, and your unforgettable first date will end with an unforgettable first kiss. Do you believe this? <laughs> feel like anyone that has never dated before or is would probably buy those li those lines in that article Be I mean D even DJ I mean if she weren't with Steve and didn't have that experience but then again I mean she'd been on dates with other people but e I, I would think even not having been in a relationship I don't see DJ buying that at all. I mean, I think she could, bear, she could roll her high eyes hard enough with that, like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me with this? Alright, Steve is in the living room sitting on the couch with a wooden bowl filled with oranges, bananas, and he's chomping on an apple. Here comes DJ, like, Steve, you just had dinner, we're going out for pizza, stop snacking, stop eating! Yeah, she has, how can you still be eating? He's like, I don't know, my mouth keeps moving uh, and opening and I gotta fill it with something. Doorbell rings and DJ says, oh, that's gotta be Stephanie's date. This kid, he's wearing the exact same jean material hooded jacket. But he's wearing it. I swear the t-shirt, which is like a ground mustard yellow, golden mixed with goldenrod. <laughs> this shirt looks like it's an XL, and that just some of these shirts. I swear that they get for these kids. They're just so huge that they're hanging off of them. So DJ's gonna go check on Stephanie. And she says, Josh, make yourself comfortable. There's food there if you hurry, but be careful because uh, Steve, is uh, he's got that fruit bowl and uh, he might take your arm off. So Steve gives Josh a tip as he says, have a seat, Josh. Part of dating is waiting. And this is where Steve's like, well, this isn't a date. Stephanie and I are just going out to pizza. 
going out for pizza with the guys. And Steve asks, like, hey, don't you like stuff? And he's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, he likes her because she likes to talk about pitching and baseball. So he doesn't really see her as a girl girl. He sees her as more of a tomboy. Yeah, he likes her because she's not like other girls who like to talk about, you know, makeup and clothes and romance and kissing and hand-holding and all that stuff. But feel that pressure to be you know, romantic in any way because he doesn't feel that with Stephanie. But boy, is he going to be in for a surprise. Stephanie calls up from the stair landing and she's like, oh, Josh. And she, oh my goodness. Stephanie's outfit is gorgeous. It's like uh, a black, um, <clears throat> I always want to call these like blazers or whatever you want to, Anyway, it's like double buttoned down the side, but it's got like a lacy material at the cuffs and also a matching skirt that's got the uh, the the lace. It almost looks like a, a fancy tablecloth, but uh, cute. And she's wearing a matching black headband. Someone in the audience just went, woo! Like, okay, calm down. She's 11. She even got a matching black purse. And Josh stands up and he's like, Stephanie? I'm surprised he didn't call it off right there. Like, um, on second thought, I need to go home. But it's not like in a, oh my gosh, you're so pretty kind of like, oh, Stephanie? More of a, what is this? We were going out for pizza with the guys. And I consider you to be one of the guys. Why are you wearing this getup here? He just... He looks like he has been misled. It was like, what? Is, it's like he's been set up. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, we can go to pizza. And the boom, look, it's a date now. I'm making this a date. So, Stephanie's like, oh, just a minute. She pulls out some lip balm. It's like, ready for an unforgettable evening. And Josh, I do feel bad for Josh because he didn't want to be put in this situation. He looks over his shoulder and glares at Steve. Like Steve had anything to do with this setup. It's like, Ugh. exactly why I don't. That's why I liked hanging out with Stephanie because she wasn't one of those girly girls. And just shrugs at Josh's glare, like, dude, I don't know what to tell you. I didn't know anything about this. I mean, DJ said you were her date. You were Stephanie's date. Steve, you just had dinner. We're going out for pizza. How can you still be eating? I don't know. My mouth keeps moving, and I gotta fill it with something. Filling can, like, fruit really That must be Stephanie's date. Hey, Josh. Hi. Come on in. How's it going, Josh? I'll check and see how Stephanie's doing. There's fruit if you hurry. Have a seat, Josh. Part of dating is waiting. Dating? Steph and I are just going out for pizza with the guys. Well, don't you like Steph? Uh, yeah, sure, you know? She likes to talk about pitching and baseball. She doesn't like to talk about that gushy stuff like other girls. Oh, Josh! Who's booing at an 11-year-old? Stop it. Stephanie? <laughs> just a minute. 
ready for an unforgettable evening? Exactly what it is. It's an ambush. We got to this restaurant that just says, there's a sign that says pizza. It says family restaurant underneath, and then it says pasta. And then it just says pizza. This looks clearly like a set that where there's just a logo for pizza on the building and then on the side of the building that is covering up whatever. I don't even think this is. But those are real cars, though. I don't know. That's a real traffic light. Yeah, it's Friday night. And, oh, what's it say? Kids game pizza special? What is that? I wonder, what is that? So it says kids after game pizza special. So does that mean if you're like a student athlete, like you, and you come in in your uniform, you get like a free pizza or half off or something like that? Okay, I got something to say about this scene as DJ and Steve and Josh and Stephanie come in. We hear what sounds, uh, when you hear, listen to it when you, I played the clip, a man's voice saying, oh, here's Josh, like he's trying to sound like a kid. We got at least two kids in stripes, one in red, or one in green and black stripes, the other in blue and black stripes. We have, um, a, a person of color, we do have, um, an Asian girl, so okay, there is another girl on the baseball team, awesome. And we got another kid, it's probably a very lengthy table that, like, all the kids on the team, so we don't see everybody, but they're like, hey, there's Josh, no mention, hey, there's Stephanie. So, <laughs> DJ says, you kids have fun, we'll meet you at the car at 8.30. Steve, still very hungry, <clears throat> so he grabs a leftover piece of pizza that was left on a table that hasn't been cleared by a, a waitress or whoever's, you know, bussing the tables. And I gotta say, that pizza looks really nasty. <laughs> it does not look appetizing in any way. And I like the little stained glass light above, just over Steve's shoulder here. It kind of gives it a, a semi-Pizza Hut-ish effect. So, Stephanie pulls Josh by his jacket, his the arm of his jacket, and he kind of puts his hand up like, what, what, what's going on? And she says, hey, uh, Josh, wouldn't you rather sit with DJ and Steve in that nice, quiet booth? And he looks at her and is like, why? I feel like, not really. And Stephanie makes up this lie on the spot, like, well... The team's sitting by the door, and the draft from the night air might tighten up my pitching arm. So, okay, we learned the coach's name is Coach, like, Vic or Vic or something or other. So, do you want me to tell Coach Vic that it's your fault that I can't that I can't pitch? And Josh realizes, like, oh, oh, okay, fine, we'll go to the booth. I saw, if Stephanie's, you know, as amazing as... You know, we've seen her in the Stephanie plays the field. Why was no one like, hey, Stephanie, over here? They're all like, hey, there's Josh. Like, he's some super, I'm not saying he isn't. We don't know how he plays on the baseball field. 
But even still, so Stephanie and Josh slide into the booth across from Steve and DJ, and DJ asks, what are you guys doing here? And D- Stephanie says, oh, well, uh, we decided the uh, booth was better, and the vinyl is much more comfier. Yeah. I'd say, usually, I mean, if I had to choose either a table or a booth, I'm going booth all the way. I want to be comfortable when I'm eating. I don't want a hard plastic chair under my butt. Or a hard wooden bench. That's not comfortable. Unless it's all nice and cozy and just tucked away in a booth somewhere. Privacy, kind of. Kind of privacy. But then someone sits in the booth next to you and all of a sudden you're feeling this. Like, why is the booth kind of shaking? Oh, it's the people next to us. Yes. So, step one, or two, compliment your date on how he looked. So, Josh, I love the way that t-shirt looks on you. He's like, oh, really? I mean, I got a big old sloppy Joe stain on it. See, just typical 11-year-old, you know, we don't, we just throw on, they're all pretty much, except for DJ and Stephanie, are wearing exactly what they were wearing earlier in the day. Uh, I mean, unless Josh's mom's like, Josh, I'm tired of doing so much laundry. Please only wear one thing during the day. Just, if you're going to wear a, a shirt and pants or whatever, don't be changing your clothes throughout the day. That's just, we can't be making umpteen loads of laundry here. You're going to break the washer, Josh. Ew, I, I've never noticed. Well, I wasn't looking either before, but... Yeah, he's got a sloppy Joe stain on it. They didn't have those little Tide pens back in 1990. What? What is this? One? Two? I can't remember. Yeah, they didn't have those back then. At least I don't think they did. Stephanie is grasping at straws here for compliments as she goes. Well, it really brings out the color in your eyes. I believe. I believe. Oh, it, it really matches the color of your hair because his hair is kind of a light brown. Kind of auburnish, gold color. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, the kids like yeah. Hey, you know he'd rather be over there with the team. Steve uh, polished off that slice of pizza before the waitress got there. Lori's like, "Where did you get that piece of pizza? We haven't ordered yet." It's uh, I grabbed it on the way, and it was just sitting there on on um. On a tray. It, it hadn't been eaten. I'm thinking, yeah, but it's not like it hadn't been touched by the people that probably sat there before. Steve doesn't care. He's hungry all the time. Not like he's pulling stuff like, oh, this pizza has a bite out of it. Even though it's in the trash, I'll eat it. Like, no, he's not doing that. So Stephanie tries to get a conversation with DJ going like, oh, so what do you recommend? And DJ says, I recommend another table. Like, this is also kind of her date with Steve. I mean, granted, they're going together. It's not like a first date, but even still. Plus, I, okay, I know, I'm sure this question has been asked. I think I read it. What would you rather do? If you're sitting in a booth, would you rather be next to somebody in the booth? Or would you rather be across from them? Across, right? Because that way you can face the person and you can talk. How much talking are you going to do sitting right smack dab next to somebody? Yeah. Clearly DJ wants to t- talk to Steph about 
what is going on, because this is just a dumpster fire of a non-existent date that's gonna just go into really bad territory. Like, oh my god, I, I just I feel for Josh because he doesn't want this. Look, I'm going to the bathroom, Steph. Do you want to come with me? And Stephanie's like, oh, no, that's okay. She puts a hand on Josh's arm and says, Josh might get lonely. Josh could not be more indifferent if he tried. He's like, hey, if you gotta go, you gotta go. Like, don't let me stop you. You can't hold in those. Don't hold it in. If you gotta go, go. <laughs> don't hold it in. No one needs to have bladder issues and kidney issues related to holding it in. And DJ says, yeah, she's definitely got to go. And she practically yanks Stephanie out of the other side of the booth. Okay, so I'm going to play this clip. Listen to the man saying, hey, there's Josh. Trying to sound like a young teenager. Ugh. Hey, come on, Steph. Let's go see what he does. You kids have fun. We'll meet you at the car at 8.30. Steve? What? Josh, wouldn't you rather sit with DJ and Steve in that nice, quiet booth? Why? Well, uh, the team's over by the door, and the draft could tighten up my pitching arm. Do you want me to tell Coach Swick it's your fault I can't pitch? t-shirt looks on you. Really? Got a big sloppy Joe stain on it. <laughs> oh, well, it really brings out the color in your eyes. <laughs> so, what do you recommend? I recommend another table. <laughs> Seth, I'm going to the bathroom. Do you want to join me? No, that's okay. Josh might get lonely. Hey, if you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> She's definitely got to go. <clears throat> so, DJ asks Stephanie, Stephanie, why are you sitting at our table? Why aren't you sitting with your little friends? Oh, here's what Stephanie's got going on in her head. Look, if we sit with the team, Josh is just going to be thinking and talking about baseball. I need to get him talking and thinking about romance. Sweetie, that's not going to happen. You are too advanced for that boy. He is not there yet. That's why he liked hanging out with you because you talked about baseball. If you wanted a girl that talked about makeup and hand-holding and kissing and whatever, he would have went with those other girls. That's why he, he, he liked you because you didn't do that stuff. Yeah, she's like so... I didn't have him thinking about romance. You read the article. If I don't... He won't. She's like, like I just like I need him to be thinking about romance. I need that first kiss. And DJ mastermind that she is, then sit by yourselves. And Stephanie, I don't know anything about romance. Oh my gosh! Imagine how that car ride must have felt on the way to the pizza place 
is going to be a hundred times more awkward on the ride from the pizza, pizza place back to <laughs> the house. Oh, she tells DJ, look, I got to follow your lead. Please, DJ, can I shadow you around and just kind of watch your cues and see? Those are cues for somebody that is in a relationship, that has been in a relationship, that they know each other and everything like that. You're a beginner. You're not there yet. And Josh is not even in the realm of there either. You're putting that poor boy in a situation he doesn't want to be in. Yeah, because DJ asks her, like, Steph, why are you making such a big deal out of this? And this is why Steph's making a big deal out of this. Because you only go on your first date once. Why do you want your first date to be with someone who doesn't even know that he's on a date? That's just set up for failure and disaster. <sighs> Rather have your first date be with someone that knows that they're on a date with you and is thinking romance and you're thinking romance? See how that sounds so much better? Yeah. Ambush the other one with unwanted feelings? Stephanie is just like... It's got to be perfect. And DJ just really, okay, okay. Just try to relax, you know? Don't don't push too hard. And to the booth, DJ says, oh, by the way, it's me you're playing footsies with under the table. And the look that Stephanie just gives, like, oh, ooh. Stephanie, why are you sitting at our table? I thought you were going to be sitting with your little friends. If we sit with the team, all Josh is going to think about is baseball. I've got to make him think about romance. You saw the article? If I don't, he won't. Then sit by yourselves. I don't know anything about romance. I've got to follow your lead. Please, DJ. Steph, why are you making such a big deal out of this? Because you only go on your first date once. It's got to be perfect. Okay, but relax. Don't push so hard. And by the way, it's me you're playing footsies with under the table. So, yeah, she is pretty much going to do everything that DJ and Steve are, are doing she, that Stephanie's going to be trying on Josh, which, like I said, it just it doesn't work that way. Because DJ slides into the booth next to Steve. They hold hands, and Steve's like, oh, I miss you, Deej. And he smiles into his face, like, oh, I miss you, too. And... <laughs> Stephanie's like, oh, I missed you, Josh. And he's like, you're only gone for two seconds. Oof. So Stephanie goes to put her hand on top of Josh. And Josh, typical kid, is like, wow, your hand's sweating like a pig. And he, it's like he's, it's not like he's disgusted. He's more impressed. Like, wow, your hand's sweating like a pig. And Stephanie just pulls her hand like, okay, this, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, she's wiping her hand off on her her sleeve there. Just like, oh, Josh, what a marvelous sense of humor you have. <laughs> so DJ leans into Steve, just kind of like, Steve, it smells like uh, you got a new cologne. Did you get a new cologne? He's like, oh, yeah. It's called Wilderness Man. Came with a free packet of beef jerky. Cool. 
<laughs> I, I think, uh, yeah. I love how he nods and winks at Josh. Like, yeah, what do you think of that? Bam. So Stephanie says, oh, I like your cologne too, Josh. As she leans in to smell him. And he's like bracing himself like, what are you doing? He looks disgusted. Like, ugh. Says, I don't wear cologne. You're probably smelling my Dararex or whatever he said. He said, you're probably smelling my Dararex, which is uh, extra strength dandruff control. Okay. Uh, it also says here that it has been discontinued, this brand. It says Dinerex Cold Tar. And it says may treat dandruff, psoriasis, seborrheic uh, dermatitis. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's like basically just you're smelling my shampoo. And she says, oh, well, it smells very manly. And she keeps smelling him. And he's just really weirded out by her. And he, he le she keeps leaning into him. And he falls out of the booth to try to get away from her. I'm surprised he didn't just say, you know what? I'm uncomfortable here. I'm going to go sit with the baseball team. Thanks a lot, Stephanie. See ya. I missed you, Deech. I missed you, too. I missed you, Josh. I'm only gone for two seconds. Wow, your hand's sweating like a pig. Marvelous sense of humor. See, I really like that new cologne. What is it? Oh, it's called Wilderness Man. Comes with a free bag of beef jerky. I like your cologne too, Josh. I don't wear cologne. You're probably smelling my dinner eggs. Oh, well, it smells very manly. Even from up here. pizza what <laughs> I thought he like finished it before the waitress got there to take their order actually I was looking at that banner that says like after game special I think it was like two one topping pizzas for the price of one basically two medium one topping pizzas for the price of one now Joey's date is going so, Joey is grating a block of cheese into a wooden bowl. And he's worried, you know, he's like, I really hope that Jesse and Allison get along tonight. And Danny says, yeah, she seems nice. And Joey's like, yeah, I mean, at least now that I've asked her out and gotten that awkwardness out of the way, I can relax around her. Like, yeah, I don't really see that happening. I think now it's going to be that much more awkward because this isn't a date. And you think it's a date and she is again, Josh and Allison are just being put in these awkward positions they, they didn't have to be in. Yes, they're waiting on Jesse. He's taking care of the boys upstairs because we got Vicky and Becky and Allison just kind of hanging out there by themselves, just waiting for dinner. I swear that <laughs> Becky's reddish hair is just a tint below 
Vicky's reddit normal reddish hair. That's the thing. I mean, when Vicky went, she went like from reddish, like a fiery red in season five to like a amber golden reddish in season six to when the breakup episode happened, her hair was like dark brown bordering on black. It's like she had had it permed and it looked really, really bad to the point where I thought she was wearing a wig. I'm talking about Vicky here, by the way. Oh yeah, Jesse comes down like, I was just checking on Nikki and Alex. They're sleeping like babies, because that's what they are. And Jesse says, since he's facing Allison as he's sitting down in the chair, says, I guess that's just the nurturing side of me. So he's really hamming it up with, he really wants to prove to her that there's this whole other side. And she did, you know, misjudge him a bit. And Becky had, or the side that didn't want to set the table. And then Jesse laughs out, like, oh, she's kidding. I mean, that's the kind of relationship we have. We kid each other. And he's kind of lightly, like, like hitting at her with her, with his hand. And she's doing the same to him to the point where it's like, okay, can you stop? Yeah, she, so they keep doing it, like, the lightly, like, tap. Tapping with the hand on the arm. Tell Becky put the finger up like, okay, stop, Jesse. That's that's enough. Please stop. <laughs> Joey! He brings the bowl over of salad and he's got the two tongs for like here, Allison, you want some salad? And right in her face. Face full of lettuce and ugh. <laughs> Becky's mouth is just agape, like, oh! <laughs> Allison is pulling out a leaf of lettuce from the top of her dress. It's like, Joey, you don't need to help her, man. <laughs> Danny is like, Joey, what are you doing, man? He excuses himself to get the oven. So, Danny says, alright, Vicky, I got a big surprise for you. Remember the first meal I ever cooked for you. She's like, oh, you mean that turkey with the pureed vegetables and the the dough thing? She is just like, uh, that thing? Ew. And he's so proud of this. It's like he made this masterpiece. It's like, oh, turkey and a boot. You remembered. Joey pulls out, and the way that the boot is just standing, sitting upright on the platter that he Joey pulls out of the oven, you know that thing is just, boom, it's going to tip. It's like the bottom half is bottom heavy, but the top half is like got like next to, no, it's basically shaped like a boot. It tips, of course it tips, and it falls right on the floor. And then she looks like, oh. And Danny's like, Joey! Danny rushes over like, my boot, my wonderful crusty boot. I've worked forever on this. So Joey rushes over like, Danny, I feel awful about this, right? I'll take care of this. Pulls off his shoe and says, anyone for turkey and a lover? Joey, nobody's eating that. It is on the floor. It's past the five. Even the five-second rule would not matter in this point. You would just throw it away. I don't know if they have anything else that they can eat, but uh, dinner is basically ruined. Well, not to mention that everyone, how are you 
eating that thing? Are you hacking at it with a spoon? Like, let's all dig in with our forks and just eat it while it's sitting upright on the table? I don't get it. Because you're not carving into that boot without the filling spilling out. And the filling is kind of like, here, let's just take, like, lop off bits of the top of the boot. And then we'll just, like, ladle off the turkey and the vegetable medley, whatever, on top of it. And just eat it that way. I don't know. It just, it's more for the appeal of looking at it than it is to actually eat this turkey in a boot. So, Becky is only, Joey, just don't worry, I, I will take care of it. And Jesse jumps right away, oh, honey, honey, please, I will take care of it, okay? You've worked all day, just, you sit down, you relax, I will help you. I will take care of this. So that's the kind of husband I am. Hard day at work, are you serious? She's sitting in a chair. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I don't want to judge. I don't want to judge someone thinking that their job is easy because they're a TV show host. No, no. He's like, honey, I know you've had a hard day. Let me do this for you, okay? And they're talking, like, right over Allison. And Allison is looking at Jesse like, you really are um, laying this on very thick. I, I believe you. I get it. Okay? You're... You're not what I thought you were. You're better that you know. You're you're not the uh, motorcycle rock and roll hoodlum that I pegged you to be. How many times have I told you? And Becky says, counting this time, once. What is be these earrings that Becky is wearing? It's really weird. It almost looks like a a like metal like skeleton thing, but it's not like a metal like skeleton earring thing but it's it's not i don't know what it is so danny goes over to vicky and says look vicky i am so sorry i know turkey in a boot was your was your favorite meal and she's gonna like uh drop a bomb here on danny a truth bomb in fact and admit like danny i i i don't like the turkey in a boot it tastes just like it sounds it's really not good yeah, she says, sweetheart, it's not my favorite. And he says, what? He, he's shocked. Like, what? The first time I made it for you, you said you loved it. And she says, uh, I lied. <laughs> she says, the truth is, it, it tastes like it sounds. And I'm like, look, we just started going out. I didn't want to hurt your feelings. But at least now she can, uh, the brutal honesty here since they've been dating a bit. And she says, I'm sure there's some fibs you've probably told me to spare my feelings. And he's like, yeah, remember when I told you I like that pink pullover you knitted for me? She looks like she's on the verge of tears. She's like, you didn't like that sweater? Like, not, I didn't like it. I loved it! <laughs> I love how he comes back with that. <laughs> so we see Danny's face like, ooh, close call. Whew. Here comes Michelle in a nightgown. With, it's not even it's not even a nightgown. It's a it's a long t-shirt. She's like, oh, did I miss a food fight? Like, no, Michelle, you did not miss a food fight. Why are they using dish towels to clean that? They should be using paper towel. You wipe it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they're gonna have to wash those dish towels. That is 
Oh, wait, it looks like he's got paper towel. Jesse does have paper towel on. Just like, wait, unless that's part of the turkey boot. I can't tell, but I'm just like, use paper towels. Guys, you don't use dishcloths to clean up a big mess like that. Honestly, I would have pulled out a, yeah, I would have. I would have pulled out, well, a broom and a dustpan. But even so, then the bristles are going to get all, like, gross and nasty due to you know, the filling and the turkey boot and then you're going to have to clean off the bristles and it's going to be just a, a big giant mess. I don't know. But Nia, you don't use dish towels to clean up a mess like that. That is just, no. Off the kitchen counter with a dish towel, I say go for it. Whatever. But uh, I don't even think you wipe off the counter with a dish towel. You use a sponge. And I'm not a clean so-and-so like Danny is. Just, I think it's becoming knowledge, you know. Okay, you want to know what I use a dish towel for? When I'm pulling my dishes out of my sink so that way I can get ready to wash them and then put them in the dishwasher. Or, after I'm done washing the dishes, I will wipe my hands on the dish towel. Honestly, I use more, honestly, I go through a lot of paper towel just drying my hands. Wasting a lot of paper towel on drying my hands over very every once in a while when I'm like, oh, well, I could use the dish towel that's hanging off of, uh, you know, the refrigerator door handle. <laughs> oh, Joey introduces Michelle to Allison. Uh, I like how Michelle goes over and shakes Allison's hand. So polite. Oh, Michelle turns around to Joey and just kind of crooks her finger. And she's like, Joey? And he comes over and she's like, let me feel your forehead. And he's like, okay. And she puts her hand to his forehead. It's like, cool as a cucumber. Oh, oh she's... <laughs> yeah, when she puts her hand to his, Joey's forehead, he's like, what are you doing? And she says, you feel cool like she's confused. She says, I thought you said you had the hots for her. As in thumbing like, you know, Allison, the lady sitting back there. It's just like, oh, she did not just say that. Because now Allison's looking at Joey like, wait, 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 wait a second, what? No? What What did you say, sweetheart? It's like, the way that Allison's eyes are kind of just looking between Joey and Michelle and, like, the other adults, almost like she's expecting to find a camera somewhere. Like, wait a minute. I'm on candid camera, aren't I? I, I'm on candid camera, right? <laughs> this is candid camera. <laughs> and she's, it's almost like she's like feeling like she's a punchline to a joke. Like, oh my gosh, you, you were all in on this. This is a setup, basically. <laughs> yeah, I feel sorry for her. Also, the audience is like, uh, woo. <laughs> Joey says, <laughs> well, you know, Michelle, maybe you misunderstood me. So, <laughs> Michelle, you already know her name. She's like, you're Allison, right? And Allison's like, mm-hmm. And Michelle says, he has the hots for you. Oh, my God. Oh, well, <laughs> when she asks, you're Allison, right? And Allison goes, kind of like a tight, uh, clenched teeth smile, like, yes. 
I gotta say, I think that Joey is in the running for best outfit. I love his blue blazer, royal blue blazer, and he's got this, like, different colored uh, blue squared, like, shirt matches it perfectly. So, I, I love it. I love it. Of course, Allison is just politely like, <laughs> I'm surprised she doesn't get up and leave right then. Oh, <laughs> like thumb and index finger <laughs> between his just at the top bridge of his nose there between his like <laughs> oh boy here's the kicker he's like oh boy we'll always remember our first date and this is news to Allison she's like she looks at Joey like Excuse me, like Joey, we're we're not on a date, and she looks around like I thought I was just coming over for dinner. What what is this? So Joey tries to cut out of there fast because he pulls back his sleeve, looks at his watch, and goes, "Oh, Michelle, look at the time. I think it's way past your bedtime, sweetie." Of course, Michelle said, "What well, was it? Something I said?" He's like, "Oh no, nothing you said at all." So, <laughs> I can imagine, because we got Danny turned around in his chair looking at Allison, and Vicky's looking at Allison. We can't see their expressions, but she's embarrassed. This is really embarrassing. And she said, you know, maybe, maybe this wasn't, just wasn't a good idea. She says, Vicky, and she walks past. Nice meeting you. Oh, yeah, Becky looks at you and she's like, come on, you gotta fix this, okay? I sure hope Jesse and Allison get along tonight. She seems nice. Oh, she's terrific, and now that I've asked her out, I can finally relax around her. No, you can't. Is that why you're grading your watch band? Boy, everything smells so good. Thanks, uh, I just checked on Nikki and Alex sleeping like babies, which is good because that's what they are. I guess it's the nurturing side of me. Or the side that didn't want to set the table. <laughs> She's kidding. We, we, we kid each other. That's, a, that's the kind of relationship we have. <laughs> <laughs> Salad, Elsa? Oh, oh, Joey, oh my gosh. Uh, Her face is not the plate. Thanks, Joey. All right, Vicky. I got a big surprise for you. Remember the first meal I ever cooked for you? You mean that mushed up turkey with the pureed vegetables and that dough thing? Turkey in a boot, you remember. <laughs> oh, boy, isn't this a beauty? Joey! <laughs> My boot. My wonderful, crusty boot. I'm so sorry. Listen, I'll, I'll take care of this. Uh, anyone for uh, turkey and a loafer? No. Joey, forget about that. Let me let me do it for you. Honey, 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 honey. Please, please, let me do it. I know you had a hard day at work today. Look, I'm not too macho to clean. How many times have I told you? Counting now? Once. <laughs> Again, she kids. <laughs> Vicky, I. I am so sorry. I know turkey in a boot is your favorite meal. Sweetheart, 
It's not my favorite. What? First time I made it for you, you said you loved it. I lied. The truth is, it tastes like it sounds. I'm sorry. We just started going out, and I didn't want to hurt your feelings. I'm sure there's some little fibs you've told me to spare my feelings. Yeah. Remember when I told you that I liked that pink pullover you knitted for me? You didn't like that sweater? I didn't like it. I loved it. Did I miss a food fight? No, just a little accident, Michelle. Uh, Michelle, excuse me, Jess. Uh, this is Allison, Allison, Michelle. Hi. Hi, Michelle. Joey? Yeah, yeah. What? What are you doing? You're so cool. You said that you have the hots for her. <laughs> well, maybe you misunderstood me. You're Addison, right? Yes. He has the hots for you. <laughs> oh, boy, we'll always remember our first date. Joey, we're not on a date. I thought I was just coming over for dinner. Boy, will you look at the time. Michelle, you have to go to bed, don't you? Bye, everyone. Was it something I said? Nothing you said at all, no. This is really embarrassing. Um, maybe this wasn't such a good idea. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting you, too. So, Jessie catches Allison before she can leave. She's like, no, I, I really have to go. I don't want to be here right now. And Jesse, you know, you know, he pleads Joey's case. Like, look, you, you gotta give Joey a second chance. He really, really likes you. So, you know, Joe, J Jesse says, you know, he's, he's really a nice guy. You really gotta give him a second chance. And Allison says, yeah, I know he's a nice guy. And Jesse's like, well, can you sit for a second and we can, you know, talk about this? Yo, <coughs> excuse me, Jesse and Allison, hold on a second. Jesse and Allison sit on the coffee table and Jesse says, you know, sometimes it's hard for us guys to be vulnerable. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm just coughing up a storm here, these nerd gummies, I swear. So, he says sometimes it's hard for us guys to be honest about our feelings, you know, we're, we're vulnerable, we're putting ourselves out there. You know, sometimes when we want to admit our true feelings, you know, it comes out in weird ways. Like, instead of Joey saying, hey, Allison, I really like you, he dumps salad all over you. And Allison says, yeah, that certainly got my attention. I love Jesse here in this moment. As he says, listen, I, I love, really love Joey. I mean, I really do. I love him like a brother. You know, he says Joey's like the warmest, sweetest, most caring guy. He's like a big teddy bear. He's like a big teddy bear that you just want to hug. Jesse says, you know, once you get to know Joey, you'll, you'll love him just as much. I mean, I know you will. And Allison has something that she needs to say. She needs to confess. And jo Jesse is like, oh, am I in trouble again? And Allison says, you know, I think I really misjudged you. Yeah, you kind of did. You can't lump a motorcycle 
and uh, rock and roll together and just see, and you see that like oh because you do this and you listen to this that you're this type of person like she's stereotyping him lumping him into a category that he doesn't belong in you're such a good friend to Joey and she says you're so open and in touch with your feelings and Jesse of course is like uh He's just kind of semi-smiles, like, oh, yeah, no biggie, it's just uh, the kind of guy I am. And Allison says, well, I really feel like I'm talking to one of my girlfriends. And Jesse immediately just, just says, uh, okay, I'm not, yeah, he's not the kind of guy I am. I'm just thinking, okay, let's not be bashing on you know, the gays. Let's not do that, okay? Just because she says you're in touch with your feelings and I feel like I'm talking to one of my girlfriends does not mean she's taking a shot at your sexuality or your manhood or any of that. My goodness. Allison, hold on a second. No, I really should be going. Now listen, you gotta give Joey a second chance. I mean, he's, he's really a nice guy. I know he's a nice guy. Now, sit down here a second. See, what you don't know is how much he likes you. I mean, sometimes it's, it's, it's hard for us guys to show our feelings, you know? I mean, occasionally it comes out in a weird way. I mean, instead of Joey just saying, you know, hey, Allison, I dig you, he dumps out all over you. Yeah, <laughs> certainly got my attention. <clears throat> Listen, I love Joey. I mean I, I mean, I really love Joey like a brother. He's, he's the warmest, sweetest guy. He's like a big, big teddy bear that you just want to hug. And I promise, once you get to know him, you'll love him too. I swear to you. Jesse, I have something to say. Am I in trouble again? I think I really misjudged you. You're such a good friend to Joey, and you're so open and in touch with your feelings. Well, it's no biggie. I guess it's just uh, it's the kind of guy I am. I really feel like I've been talking to one of my girlfriends. That's not the kind of guy I am. <laughs> Oh, great, Allison, you're still Joey. here. Good, listen, uh... Joey comes in like, oh, thank goodness, Allison, you're still here. Jesse jumps up from the coffee table and says, all right, you guys, look, you and Allison, sort this out, talk it out, just... Hey, sit down, Joey, talk a little, enjoy each other. Joey pretty much does what Stephanie doesn't do. He apologizes for coming on too strong to her. Like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if I came on too strong. You know, I just want you to know that in the future, all our dealings are going to be, you know, on a professional level. Like, I, I get it. You don't want to go out with me. I understand it. You know, the work relationship, you don't want to mix, you know, the whole mixing business with pleasure thing. He says, good night, sir, and holds out his hand. And she pulls Joey down to sitting on the coffee table and she says, Joey, look, it, it doesn't have anything to do with you. And she's honest with him. She says, look, I just came out of a really bad relationship and I just, I need more time. Joey looks at his watch like, uh, how about that? Is that good? And she rolls her eyes like, more than that. And Joey says, yeah, it's all right. I can wait. Don't worry about it. So, Joey says, you know, gosh, you must be starving. I mean, I'm sure there's something I haven't thrown on the floor yet. Danny announces, coffee, anyone? And Joey's like, well, you want to get some coffee? 
Joey and Allison head to the door to lead into the kitchen. Danny, for whatever reason, is right on the other side of that door. When Joey gives it a little push, just a light push, not a heavy push, you just hear Danny going, Joey! And just stuff like crashing to the floor. Joey is just like, oh, ooh, bad luck. And it's like, why don't we go to a restaurant a with a padded floor where I can't break anything? <laughs> Rubber padded restaurant is what he suggests they go to. Listen, uh, why don't you two guys uh, sit down and talk to each other? Really sit down, talk a little, enjoy each other. Go. <laughs> Allison, look, I'm, uh, I'm really sorry if I came on too strong. I just want to assure you that in the future, all of our dealings will be strictly on a professional level. So, uh, good night, uh, sir. <laughs> Joey, it doesn't have anything to do with you. I just came off a bad relationship, and I just need a little more time. How's that? Is that good? More than that. That's <laughs> no, okay. I can wait. Don't worry. So, you must be starving. I think there's something in the kitchen I haven't thrown on the floor yet. <laughs> Coffee, anyone? Here we go. Yeah. Joey! Oh. oh, bad luck. Uh... <laughs> Maybe we should go to, like, a, a rubber-padded restaurant someplace where I can't break anything. And... Let's see how the other supposed couple is doing. We're in the backyard. Steve and DJ are kissing. And Stephanie and Josh are just sitting on the patio couch. And, and Josh is just looking at Steve like, gosh, when's it going to be done? Because he turns to Stephanie. He's like, do you think they're going to be through soon? I mean, Steve's still going to drive me home. Like, my parents are probably wondering where I'm at. Or something happened to me. So, Stephanie suggests, you know, before we go, you know what would be the perfect end to a perfect evening? Are you really calling that a perfect evening? It was not even remotely close to that. Not even in the realm of perfect evening. And Josh is like, oh, you're going to teach me how to throw a knuckleball? Someone in the audience, some teen is like, oh, God. Like, Josh, you are so clueless. And Stephanie says, no, I was kind of thinking more of, and she leans to kiss him. And when she, she turns her head and kisses him, you see the, woo! And he's got this confused look on his face, like, what? And he says, what'd you do that for? And he puts his hand up to his lips, like, surprised. And Stephanie, clearly, utterly embarrassed and heartbroken, says, I don't know. And she runs inside. And Steve and DJ break, you know, away from their kissing. And she says, well, Steve, I better go talk to my sister. When he goes over to Josh, he shakes his head and like, oh, man... Yes, Steve. Steve, do you understand women? And Steve says, Enough to know not to wipe my mouth after they kiss me. You think they're going to be through soon? 
She's gonna drive me home. Well, while we're waiting, you know what would be the perfect end to a perfect evening? Can you teach me how to throw a knuckleball? No, I was thinking more of... What'd you do that for? I don't know. Steve, I better go talk to her. Steve, do you understand women? Well, enough not to wipe my mouth off when they kiss me. So, Stephanie's wiping off her lip gloss with a Kleenex, and DJ comes up and asks Stephanie, like, Steph, are you okay? Oh my goodness! How many times have both these girls used this? This was the worst night of my life. Well, you put too much pressure on yourself, and you honestly put unbeknownst pressure onto Josh, which wasn't fair. You made something into a date that was not supposed to be a date. And DJ says, shh, you'll wake up, Michelle. The lights are on. You both are talking. Of course she's not going to be asleep. And Michelle says, too late. Michelle's awake. DJ tells Michelle, I need to talk to Stephanie. And Michelle says, good, I'll help. DJ says, you know, Steph, I know how you feel. You know, you're hurt and confused. And Stephanie says, you forgot humiliated, crushed, and scarred for life. DJ tells her, like, Steph, don't take it so hard. You know, it was only your first date. And I'm sure that Stephanie's like, yeah, and my last. Yeah, she says, and my last. I'm never leaving this room again. And Michelle asks, not even to go to the bathroom? Michelle, seriously. Go back to sleep. You're not helping here. And now uh, Stephanie's berating herself, like, oh, what was I thinking? Why did I kiss him? And Michelle's like, you kissed a boy? Ew, cooties! Oh, DJ says, Michelle, let me handle this, okay? And Michelle climbs back under her bed and says, okay, but you're not doing a very good job. Oh, DJ asks Stephanie, Steph, why did you quit kiss Josh? And she says, I don't know. I thought I was supposed to. Supposed to? What? Like there's some unwritten rule that just because you go out on a date, or in this case, a not date date, it's supposed to end with a kiss? Do you think that if it it doesn't end in a kiss that the date was all for naught? I mean, come on. And now she kind of throws it at DJ like, well, that's what you and Steve do. I'm like, sweetie, Steve and DJ are in a relationship. They're dating each other. That's okay for them to do that. You can't project two people that have been in a relationship and use those cues and aim it at a boy who is not romantically interested and you or any girl for that matter at this point that's what it said in teen week and dj flat out tells stephanie like stephanie you're not a teen and she even says you know and steve and i kiss because we want to not because we're supposed to Stephanie, this barrage of questions. Well, how do you know when you want to and for how long? When do you know when, when you should and when he should and for how long? Yeah, and how long to and how to and just all this about kissing. It's like, if he's not giving you the signals that he wants to kiss you, I'd say don't. And DJ says, 
Look, I can't explain it. When you're ready, you'll know. He says, dejected. All I know is, I was not ready tonight. Well, that's because Josh wasn't ready. He He's, he's not there yet, sweetie. He's not there yet. And the way, honestly, it makes me feel like the way that Josh reacted to her kissing... Because he sees her as just one of the guys or another team baseball teammates. So he's reacting like almost if one of his teammates had went and laid a kiss on him. Like, ooh, what was that for? Just, ugh. And when Stephanie says, I was not ready tonight, and DJ tells her, it's like, Steph, that is not a bad thing. <laughs> Stephanie says, it was tonight. That's because you put too much pressure on yourself and Josh to be what he wasn't ready to be. Believe me, two, three years, he'll be there. But you'll move on. And yeah, DJ says, look, you're just going too fast, okay? I never should have told you it was a date. Well, Kimmy's the one that started the ball, the date ball rolling on this. Yeah, I mean, even DJ can see, you know, Josh was just a friend that wanted to hang out with you. And Stephanie says, yeah, that's what I thought in the first place. I mean, do you think Josh will ever talk to me again? Well, if you just keep it strictly friend zone and platonic and just baseball, I'd say you're good, but he's probably going to be really looking at you with suspicion now. Like, any type of inkling of any girly girlness, he's probably going to shy away from you. And DJ says, of course he will. You're pretty. You're smart. You're funny. Wait, isn't this the same thing that Jesse was talking about? It's like the same words. And Stephanie says, you know, really? You think so? DJ tells her, sure I do. And apparently she's learned a new skill. The Tanner Twister apparently is no more, but the Knuckleball is apparently here to stay. She says, sure, you're the only one that can teach him that Knuckleball. And Stephanie tells DJ, thanks, Deej, you're the best. And they hug. Crawls out of bed again and says, I can help with this part. And she goes over to him. Group sister hug. <laughs> Steph, are you okay? This was the worst night of my life. Shh, don't wake up Michelle. Too late. Michelle's awake. <laughs> I need to talk to Stephanie. Good, then I'll help. Steph, I know how you're feeling. You're hurt and confused. You forgot humiliated, crushed, and scarred for life. Steph, don't take it so hard. It was only your first date. And my last. I'm never leaving this room again. Not even to go to the bathroom? Michelle, what was I thinking? Why did I kiss him? You kissed a boy? Ew, cootie! Michelle, let me handle this. Okay. But you're not doing a very good job. <laughs> Seth, why did you kiss Josh? I don't know. I thought I was supposed to. That's what you and Steve do. That's what it said in Teen Week. But Steph, you're not a teen. And Steve and I do it because we want to, not because we're supposed to. Well, how do you know when you want to and he wants to? 
and how to and how long to i can't explain it when you're ready you'll know all i know is i was not ready tonight steph that's not a bad thing it was tonight <laughs> you were just trying to go too fast it was partly my fault i never should have told you it was a date josh was just a friend that wanted to hang out that's what i thought in the first place do you think Josh will ever talk to me again? Of course he will. You're pretty, you're smart, you're funny. Really? You think so? Sure I do. And you're the only one who can teach him that knuckleball. Thanks, Deej. You're the best. I can help with this part. So that was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Time for best and worst outfits of the episode. Best, of course, like I said, I want to give it to Joey. I love the royal blue blazer. I love the different shades of blue squares on the shirt he was wearing underneath. Really complimented each other. Uh, worst outfit, honestly. I, I'm going to give it to Josh. I just, I didn't like that they put him in like an XL goldenrod colored t-shirt with a denim hooded jacket. It's just, ugh, you could have dressed that kid in a lot better, like, come on, costume designers, give him something better than that. He looked like he was swimming in that t-shirt. And runner up, I want to give it to DJ. I didn't really care for her purple pink. It's not so much the purple pink jacket. It's like this fuchsia pink material shirt she was wearing. It almost looks kind of like a leotard material. Like really um, like almost polyester. I, I don't know what the fabric is. Just stretchy. Fa it, I didn't like it. I just ugh, DJ. You could have tried harder. So Tanner teachable moment for that episode is don't trick someone into going out on a date. Just be upfront. Don't yeah, don't say, Hey, let's go out to eat and then you're you know, with a someone you have a crush on and then try to turn it into a date and expect to get a, a kiss at the end of the don't do that's not fair to the other person it's just it's, and it's not right you know i i say give josh at least another three years because they're 11 you know put him at 14 15 16 years old he would be he'd be ready then he'd be interested in growth maybe even a little you know before 16 but even still it's just not at 11 i know i said you know girls mature faster than boys and sometimes that is the problem it's like girls you gotta wait for the boys to catch up mentally in some aspect at least be you know interested in girls this time josh's mind is just consumed by sports and that's all he saw stephanie as is a teammate and somebody could teach him how to throw them a knuckleball that is it so okay for the month of march i will be covering Danny's career ladder journey we're going to be taking a look at season one episode seven knock yourself out in this episode 
which aired October 30th, 1987. While broadcasting a national fight, Danny let some information about the fighter's home life slip out that could get him in a lot of trouble. Also, meanwhile, on the home front, Joey and Jesse worry about when they worry when Michelle develops a cough, which is understandable. Yeah, I mean, when it's a baby, she can't tell you how she's feeling. And you just got to go based on, you know, she's coughing. Is she doing more than that? Should we call the doctor? That kind of thing. I mean, it's not like they could interrupt Danny's broadcast. Like, Danny, Michelle's sick. Because none of them knew that before Danny even even walked it. Well, I don't think he knew about it anyway. So, anyway, all right. After that, we are going to jump ahead to Season 1, Episode 12. Our very first promo, which aired December 18th, 1987. The Tanner family is thrilled when they are chosen to appear in a local promo at Danny's news TV station. And then we are going to jump ahead to season three's finale, episode 24, a very first telethon, which aired May 4th, 1990. In this episode, Danny hosts a telethon to raise money for the station, and the Beach Boys perform. Of course they do. A 24-hour telethon. Oh my goodness. Wow. (laughs) Oh, man. I did not know. I don't think they gotta stay up 24 hours. That's that's not healthy. (laughs) But, yeah. Gosh, I'm just trying to think. I mean, I had, you know, crushes on guys and stuff like that, and but I never really acted like, hey, let's go out. No, the first date I ever went on would have been with Jeremy, and I was like 21, and he was 28 going on 29. <laughs> so, yeah, it was still a little nervous, you know. We went out to IHOP, and then we saw the movie Bad Santa. So, yeah. December 9th, 2003, that was our first date. I remember that because we went to the mall and then we went out to IHOP and then we went to the theater right after. But, I mean, prior to that, we had spent time, you know, hanging out at the video store after hours watching movies and stuff like that. So, and we by that point, we'd already introduced each other to our, you know, our parents and all that fun stuff. So, but I think that was honestly the first like outing in in public that we had done so all right well i hope you enjoyed the episode i will be coming back in march i'm gonna take let's see let me get back here so yeah i'm gonna be taking i will be back with the first episode on march 11th so i'm gonna take a couple weeks off so i can you know pre-record and all that fun stuff so Yeah, have a good rest of February, and I will see you in early March. Have a great weekend, everybody. And if you want to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. As well as if you want to support the show, you can go on iTunes and leave a review. All five-star reviews help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. Bye-bye, everybody.